we're back to Beyond the Pew. We're back at it again. Faithfully back. We are here. Pastor Eric Gill. Pastor Bruce Rosa. And we have been having a great time. It has uh, been a This fan- season has been good. Fantastic season. Yes, we've had a number of guests on with us, and we have another guest joining us. Just because we couldn't have enough special we have, guests. We have more. One special more. guests. Guests. Yes. Yes. With an S at the us. end. And so we're is. pleased to yeah, have... Yeah, is <laughs> Adam Littlefield with us today. Hello, hello. Adam Littlefield. Adam, we're glad you're here. We are very glad. And glad to be here. You are a vital part of Beyond the Pew. Beyond the Pew. Um, maybe not on this side of the camera, this but is true. you have this been a true. part of all of the Beyond the Pew episodes. From day one. From day one. You, you are true. one of the founding fathers of wow. Beyond the Pew. Founding wow. father. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Uh, you know, it's it's been a fun ride. <laughs> yes, it's been it has a been fun, fun ride. <laughs> you have been through a lot. <laughs> when it comes to be on the puke, yeah, you, you know, you saw our highs, you saw our lows, mm, you saw way. when Bruce fell asleep, and you saw <laughs> I when I mispronounced asleep. words. So I you've been through know. all, you've been through all. It's, it's true. All. It's true. <laughs> Adam, for yeah. those that do not know you, that maybe you're listening, tell us about your role here at Maranatha and how long you've been here. Sure. Uh, I'm the production director here at Maranatha. So that means I oversee all of the. Uh, audio and lighting elements, um, as well as uh, working with Miles to oversee video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been here for five years now. Wow. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been cool. Mm-hmm. Time, yeah. Time you, flies. You Absolutely. and I got hired pretty closely together. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty much. Same spring. Yeah. yeah. Same spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so you had mentioned about production mm-hmm. and a lot of times maybe in the minds of church people in particular. Mm-hmm. When they think about church and services and they think of production, it puts a red flag up in their mind. Yeah. Sure. A lot of times people have a misconception that, you know, production or, you know, having things produced brings with it a sense of entertainment, entertainment. Mm-hmm. rather than worship or rather than, you know, giving worship to God. So what would you respond with as far as why production is essential and necessary, but it's not so that we can present to people a concert or present to them a production mm-hmm. feel? How, yeah. how would you balance that? Yeah, absolutely. So... um our mission statement as the production department at Maranatha is to eliminate distractions and to create environments that draw attention to God and others and away from self. Wow. That's great. So, I love that. Yeah. Can yeah. you say that again? Yeah. yeah that so great. eliminate yeah. distractions, which is yep. a huge component. Yes. Um, and create environments for worship that draw attention to God and others and away from yeah. self. That's that's good. Yes, I love yeah. that. I mean, yeah. distractions like you know, like bad mute, bad like noise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the lights, you know, all which yeah. Yeah. So, um, really, at its heart, production is just allowing the message of whoever is leading worship, preaching, um, you know, praying before the congregation to go forth. So at its most basic uh, level, people need to be heard. We need to have lights so people can be seen. And, you know, we have our our live stream so that people can, you know, tune in online if they're not able to be with us in person. So Mm -hmm. that is the necessity of the video component. So as it's at its most basic level, that's why production exists. Wow. Um, and it may, to some people, bring connotations to uh, concerts or kind of more secular entertainment uh, arenas. You know, where uh, where that comes from is we're using the same technologies that they're using. 
So it's it's almost, you know, along the same lines, if you're building a church building, we don't have like a separate set of like Christian Breaks. building materials that yeah. we use for churches. Yeah. You know, we're using technologies and we're using the same techniques that they use. Sure. But we're using them for a redeemed purpose to yeah. put forth the yeah. gospel. That, that's like that's that clear. Redeemed, redeemed I think that that's purpose, a very yeah. good way to put it. And I, I think the same thing could be said, like, you know, air conditioning units. Like sure. we don't have mm -hmm. specialty Christian mm -hmm. air conditioning units. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're or, all, we're all working or with the same stuff. Units. We're yeah. working yeah. with the same mm -hmm. thing. Well, we are thankful we have. Yes. <laughs> and, and so I, I would say just one of the things that people oftentimes don't think, like it talks about, you know, there's a saying, the squeaky wheel gets the fix, right? Mm -hmm the non-squeaky wheel is not getting attention, mm -hmm. right? And so people notice yeah. when something doesn't go right. Right. And and most of the time people will voice an opinion. When something's not going mm -hmm. right or they see something that's off, people are quick to talk about it. Yeah, sure. But what we don't realize, and I think this is where you and, and you mentioned Miles, you guys play a vital role in this when it comes to the production side of things. Mm -hmm. Things are going so well mm -hmm. most of the time People don't think about the fact that the reason, you know, the instruments are in sync and the reason you're not getting feedback, mm -hmm. which can be piercing to your ears, or yeah. the reason you're not hearing one instrument dominating the other, mm -hmm. the reason you can hear the pastor on Sunday morning when he's preaching is because, you know, you're doing what you're doing and, and you're making sure those things are efficient and running efficiently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's a huge part of, of any church ministry, yeah. especially a ministry that's reaching many people. Yeah. And then we could get even into the whole live stream thing as far mm -hmm. as what, what that's doing, you know? Yeah. So but yeah. we appreciate what you're doing. I yeah. think your explanation of that, the production fantastic. side is very good. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, like, you know, we, we, we are to do everything in order. Mm -hmm. And for us as a church to be able to do all things with order and with excellence, it requires individuals like you, Miles, and 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 other one and others that are part of your team, yeah. Uh, which allows us to. It's kind of like a vehicle that is running smooth. Like mm -hmm. if your car is working well, you ain't thinking. You're just you're just going from one point A to point B. Right. Uh, which on Sundays, you know, the message through your point being communicated to the members or to whoever's in attendance. But the moment that that car is not working, mm -hmm. you, you know, that message can get distortion. Yeah. And I am very thankful for what you guys do because. I will say uh, uh, as a church, uh, that message is not being distortioned by, by, by things that are not working the way that they're supposed to work. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that, I think yeah. that's, you know, why in a lot of cases people have a hard time wrapping their mind around production in the context of a church, because by its very goal, you know, if, if we're doing production well, it won't be noticeable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, which is a unique a unique goal, right? It is, it is. <laughs> in comparison yeah. with other things that you want to be seen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ideally, you know, people are not even talking about it sure. because mm -hmm. it's just running and going, right? Yeah. So, what would you say gives you the most joy and fulfillment in your role? Uh, I think I really appreciate how my role allows me to use technology and creativity for the sake of the gospel. Mm. It's there are so many. Um, fields where, you know, you can kind of anywhere you work, you can, you know, be a witness and put your, you know, faith to good use. But it's, it's, I'm always blessed that there is such a, you know, easy way to put those, those skills and those areas into use directly to amplify the gospel, mm -hmm. sometimes quite literally. Yeah. And yeah. that's a good challenge, I think, for everybody listening to right is is that you, whatever skill set god's given to you or mm -hmm. abilities god's given to you 
there is a way to utilize that yeah. for the furtherance of the gospel yeah, and for the absolutely. ministry of the gospel. And absolutely. so God's allowing you to use your gifts, yeah. talents, abilities for that purpose. Um, so we talked a little bit about the production side of things. Let's talk a little bit about sound, right? Sure. Because people in the church, um, you know, and not I'm not just talking about Maranatha when I say the church. I'm talking about the church in, in general. general. Yeah. You have a lot of opinions. And this has been this way for as long as, you know, probably churches existed. Sure about sound levels, mm -hmm. right? As far as what's too loud and what's too soft. So we, how do we set our levels? Because I'm sure you've heard critiques of people mm -hmm. saying, that's too loud or I can't hear that. Yeah. So is that a random thing? Do yeah. we have a, you know, a standard we go by just for people listening that maybe are curious, why does it seem so loud or not loud enough sometimes? Sure. What's our standard? Yeah. So um, to, as far as on how we, ended up at where the levels that we run at um we have to a little bit be dictated by the genre of the music that we are using for worship mm -hmm. um and a lot of that music is in a little bit more of you know kind of a more like pop rock kind of context mm -hmm. and that genre comes with the expectation of a certain volume level so if you have you know something like that run very quietly you really lose a lot of the impact of the music you know and mm -hmm. you know kind of on the flip side of that if you took something like orchestral music and you tried to run it at the same level as a rock concert it would just be piercing and just extremely yeah, unpleasant sure yeah so we are trying to represent the genre well while also kind of taking an average and landing somewhere in the middle that is not going to be loud enough to offend, but also not be so quiet that we're losing all of the power yeah, of the yeah, music. Sure. Yeah. Um, as far as how we make that happen on a weekly basis, um, every Sunday we've got a, a decibel meter out and we have all of our volunteers adhering to a specific range. So we are maxing out at 88 uh, dBA weighted. Um, so that's that's the max that we hit at the mix position. So we it's not something kind of random like, yeah, we think this sounds yeah. good. We're looking at meters yeah. every week as we're putting mixes together. Yeah. Um, and also this is kind of a side trail from that question, but I, I think a lot of times when people are talking about volume, they're kind of they're concerned about hearing health, they're wondering you know, this is maybe louder than I'm used to listening to music. Is this dangerous for my hearing? So I, I want to kind of reassure people that the uh, National Institute for Occupational uh, Safety and Health has published a, a list of, of volume levels in like a workplace context. So people who are working in a factory or another mm -hmm. loud environment, how much of this exposure they can get on a daily basis and so where we where we peak at 88 db it's safe as determined by this you know group to have four hours of exposure to that a day well you know, day yeah. in day out so yeah. we're well under yeah you know any kind of a, a threat yeah. to hearing yeah so on the safety side that's kind of yeah. you know, that side of it as well. Yeah, well, well I think like based on what you're saying, here, here's the thing that I think is, is so interesting because 
you do hear a lot of people you, you you can come across people that will complain about volume and mm -hmm. have suggestion and i think it's because partially we think of volume being like you're driving in your car and you put and you just keep grabbing like a knob or mm -hmm. something and just turning it down like we think it's just that simple sure like it's just one thing of you like low hitting a button and, and bringing it down but from what you're saying dealing with volume is a, is a science like sure it requires mm -hmm. a very precise understanding a very precise uh, uh ability to be able to discern the general and, and to be able to discern uh all those different things and so it's not that simple so when someone comes to you and says hey can you lower the volume because it may be too loud it's not as easy as just like just pulling something out like there's mm -hmm. a there there's a science behind that right and not know? to mention it's very dependent on the frequency of the sound that you're hearing so you know if if you've got like a piercing high frequency you know it'll become uncomfortable at a very low volume but a mix that's done properly to you know main to get rid of those piercing frequencies you can run it you know higher and not have it be unpleasant sure mm -hmm. and the same thing for a lot of low frequencies you can have a a mix that's metering at a certain level and most of that is low frequency and you're just getting rumbled to death yeah mm -hmm. versus at the same level and it's balanced so that you know it's not just kind of a one to one like well it's at this level there's a yeah. lot that kind of yeah. goes into what a mix looks like even mm -hmm. at a, a set level so our db level would be 88 mm -hmm. is like our peak yep. where we're at what about the person who says well i have a meter on my phone mm -hmm. and i put it out on my pew on sunday morning and it's reading in 98 yeah and you said it's at 88 mm -hmm. why the discrepancy so um there are a lot of apps out there that are useful tools um that you know have a have an audio meter but when it comes down to it the microphones in phones aren't calibrated to make those kind of fine readings and sure. you know a lot of a lot of the apps that you'll download will even say like hey this is for reference purposes but it's not intended to be you know a a true measurement sure so they you know phones just aren't capable of what a specialized device that's intended sure. for that which in most areas, we understand that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but mm -hmm. when it comes to this issue of sound, a uh -huh. lot of times people will be like, no, 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 my yeah. phone told me. And it can this be. This is what it was. It know? can yeah. be a little misleading because on the screen of your phone, it's, it's like, hey, it says right there. It's this volume. Yes. You know, yes. but what what you're not taking into account is like, well, as best the phone can tell. Sure. But, yeah. Like yeah. the phone was not designed to to read. Like it's not the, the, the intended design of the phone. It can help you mm -hmm. figuring it out. Just mm -hmm. like like the phone right now can help you. Like if you have an iPhone, it can help you measure a room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the phone is not a, a measuring tape. Like you yeah. have a measuring tape for sure. a reason, sure. right? Yep. Like same yep. thing with volume. Yeah. 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 And it, it can be a useful thing. It'll be consistent with itself. So you can tell if something is louder or quieter than it has been in the past so that would that would probably be one useful thing to sure. you know use a phone db meter for but yeah in terms of overall volume they're not going to be the most accurate yeah. And, and, and adam how often would you say in our church do we change the volume um or, or the db i guess so in terms of like changing the overall level we're shooting yeah. for yeah we've you know we're generally pretty consistent we've adjusted it maybe once since i've been here so we so really five years yeah mm -hmm. so when someone says it's louder than it is 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 accurately not true because you only adjusted right. it one time mm -hmm. right right yeah. yeah and you know that being said you know it is an average so sure music is inherently dynamic and it's supposed to be so you know there will be 
moments, you know, and bigger songs that are closer to the top of that, you yes. know, 88 dB limit and then yeah. some that are running L lower. Lower. So yeah. and even, you know, the the way that a song is arranged can kind of change our perception of its loudness. So if, you know, you've got a song with a lot of drums and electric guitars, it can come across as like, "Whoa, that's loud." Where even though in actuality, you know, it's at the same level. So a lot of it is just kind of a, a mental perception of it too. So there's yeah. that aspect. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is good. I mean, this is helpful yeah. because <laughs> one, you're talking things. about things I have no idea yeah. as far yeah. as how to arrive at those. And yeah. since I don't know and you do, you should be the one doing it. Yeah. But I would say that would be equally true for most yeah. people. Yeah. I don't even know right? what DV is. Like um, you've been saying DV for the last two minutes or, or however long. And I'm like, yeah. DV, like, Database, you know, like, <laughs> decibel. Yeah, decibels. Decibel. Yeah, still, like, I, yeah, I don't even... Yeah, standard <laughs> measurement. I mean, just for people yeah. listening, though, there is a method to our madness, if you will, mm -hmm. yeah. when yes. it comes to what the sound levels are set at, mm -hmm. what the, you know, DBs are going to be running at, how we are trying to run services. There's a lot of thought that yeah. goes into it and mm -hmm. preparation Absolutely. and testing that goes into it. And sure. so it's not a random thing. And to what Eric brought up earlier, when someone comes up to the sound booth and they're like, turn the sound down. Like we get it. Like some people have, you know, more sensitive ears mm -hmm. and yeah. some people. And so they're doing it from a place of like, hey, I genuinely believe that's too loud. Mm -hmm. But it isn't a knob that we just say, OK, we'll just forget everything oh, that so, we've already mm -hmm. prepared. Right. And just push a button to yeah. turn it down. Yeah. That's Sorry, not, Mark. That's not how like, that works. I apologize, Mark. I'm going to lower it. Right. Like it does, just don't, don't, don't happen like yeah. that. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And I think like too, like I think it's fair for, for our audience to, to remember, at least out here in Marinatha. You guys put an extra effort to make sure that this right. Like you are constantly at, uh, during travel where you're constantly in the room, mix, mix in, but also like you do a rehearsal on, on once a week mm -hmm. the, or midweek rehearsal. But then also on Sunday mornings prior to starting, you do another rehearsal where you're mm -hmm. like constantly checking, making sure that mm -hmm. it's, it is what it needs to be. Because uh, to your point, you want to be excellent in how uh, you run that ministry because you don't want it to create any distraction right, from the message. Right. You know? Yeah, and that's a big part of my role as well because we have uh, a lot of volunteers on our team that will be running sound. So a big part of my role on Sunday mornings is to walk around the room, make sure it doesn't just sound good at front of house back where we're mixing, but it sounds good for everybody, and to just keep that consistency so that, you know, you're not go looking back in the booth going, like, oh, I can tell so-and-so is mixing this week because it sounds like this. We want to keep that consistency from yeah. week to week yeah, as well. Yeah. No, we appreciate yeah. that. That's good. Um, Adam, what do you wish people in the church knew that maybe they do not know about our services and production team? Yeah, so um, I think a big misconception that a lot of people have is they just underestimate the amount of thought and planning that goes in and just that we have a reason for everything we're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, even like one example we'll use for some special events, we'll use haze in the room. So it's kind of, you know, like a fog that you can see in the air. And a lot of people, you know, will ask like, what do you just do that to make it look like a concert? Why do you do that? But the reason behind that is most of the time, if you're using, if you're in a regular room without haze, you can only see a light if it's facing at you or it's hitting an object. And when you have haze in the room, that allows you to treat the light as a, you know, something in 3D space that you can see the beam of light itself. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when people have issues with, you know, something that we're doing in production, a big part of it is just explaining, hey, we're doing this for a reason. It's yeah. not just because we think it's cool or, yeah. you know, because we want it to be a, like a concert. We're doing it for this reason. We've thought it through. It's part of this plan. 
Yeah. And this is how we're using it to enhance what we're doing, enhance our times of worship, our times of preaching. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the second thing that, you know, people may not realize and it's important to know is that we are a volunteer team on Sundays. We um, we have two production staff members and we'll have eight positions in the production team each Sunday. So especially, you know, if people are, are coming forward and are, you know, critical of, of what something is happening, be aware that, you know, you're being critical of your fellow church members and their work. Yeah, so, like they're serving. Is, yeah, yeah, their service. So, you yeah. know, I think it's just important to know like this is not a like, hey, we have this team, we're doing this, and then you're gonna watch. This is us. We're working together. Yeah. You know, people yeah. that you're in connect groups yeah. with are you know all serving, you know, yeah. on this team together. Yeah, yeah. And those are. I think those are two fantastic points, right? Yeah. One that people would understand the planning mm-hmm. and the the expertise, you know, of those that are in charge, but also you know, the thought that has gone into what they see on any given Sunday or special Mm -hmm. service. There is a plan, there's a purpose, there's a reason, and it is never our intention. I know this is your heart as well by the statement you made about the production team's mission Mm -hmm. statement. It is never our intention to say, you know what, we want to purposely offend people as much as possible with this. You Mm -hmm. know, it's never our intention to think, hey, I hope that there's people here with sensitive ears that they can't even sit in here. Like it's never our intention for any of that. Our intention, right, is to give glory to the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. to be able to put the focus on him. And there's a lot of intentionality in that. And so I think it's good for people to understand that. I think your point that we have a volunteer team. And in addition to the two production staff we have, Mm -hmm. it's volunteers that are running sound, that are running the lights, that are running cameras, that are helping and troubleshooting and doing things when you're not the troubleshooter. Mm -hmm. It's volunteers that are helping with those things. And so I think it's important for people to understand, like, we're asking people in our church to give of their time and their their talents, um, their desire here, and they equally want to follow that mission statement. They want this to be about the Lord and for His work. And so... Um, it can be easy, and myself included, to be critical of things when we think we see something we don't like. Sure, yeah. you know, and that's in every yeah. area. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about the messages. You know, people will shoot me an email or write me a text or come and talk to me or give me a note if I say something in the message they disagreed with or they didn't mm-hmm. like, or if they thought yeah. I should have said something a different way. Sure, I hear that people are critical. We talked about it with you know Sean when Sean was on here as our worship pastor and about people's opinions and critiques about you know, the singing and the Mm -hmm. music specifically, Um, you get the same kind of critiques about, you know, all different areas, but sound levels, volume, lighting, that seems to be just a bullseye target a lot of times for people. And a lot of times it's people don't know how to communicate what they're truly hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's Mm -hmm. where we're asking folks, hey, trust, trust us, right? We're we're, we're putting the time, we're doing this. Um, There's not a randomness to this. There's specific things we're seeking to do. And like you said, it's your fellow church members that are that are serving and doing this yeah. as well. Those are great, great reminders, I think, for mm-hmm. it. Um, it's a good segue as well to a question of, are there current needs in our area of, or in your area of ministry that people can serve in? So mm-hmm. do we have needs in this area? And then also, how do they get started to serve there? Is there training available if they mm-hmm. want to serve there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that even ever since I've been here, we're at the kind of the highest enrollment in the production team that That's I've great. had. And it's, it's a huge blessing mm-hmm. to be able to be staffed like that. Mm-hmm. But we still have needs. We There are still plenty of places where people can serve. 
Um, one of the most common ways that I'll kind of bring people into the production team is as a camera operator. Hmm. Um, cause we need four of those per Sunday to make our live stream happen. And, you know, in trying to not have people serve more than once or twice a month, that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of positions. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what would that entail as yeah. far as to serve as a camera operator? Yeah. So it's a, just a, a Sunday morning commitment. We have, um, a rehearsal before the service and then we live stream the first service and then you're free to go as soon as that first service is over. Yeah. So, okay. not, so it's not exclusively a, Sunday morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay. not a not a terribly huge chunk of time. So it's a great way to, you know, serve on a Sunday morning, but not, you know, still have the ability to, you know, be in an ABF yeah. if you're in an ABF or, you know, have a service yeah. that you just attend with yeah. your family. But but Adam, what if the you know, there's somebody in our church that has seen, you know, maybe those those individuals that are working or, or in the live stream or controlling mm -hmm. those cameras and they're like you know that's something that i would like but i just don't know how to handle those big cameras like mm -hmm. i maybe i can record something on a smaller camera or, or maybe i i it seems like it's something that i i could do mm -hmm. but it's just i don't know how to do it like yeah. will you still uh accept those to volunteers yeah absolutely we are we're not somewhere that has a lot of people that come in with you know industry skills so really 90 percent of the volunteers on our team they've started from scratch mm. so if you don't have experience doing production and you've never you know volunteered at a church doing production before that's totally fine mm. you know it's not gonna throw us we're happy to you know train yeah. you up and you know yeah. get you going and what i think i like I've, i've enjoyed seeing is like you do have uh, a diverse demographic of who mm -hmm. are men in those camera like yeah, it's yeah. not like just just the young people like the you know right, I, i've right. seen you have like high school students mm -hmm. you know college students uh single young adults you know beyond their late mid 30s you yeah. know and even upper 40s you know mm -hmm. like you have a variety of individuals that yeah absolutely that, that you know it's not unique to an age yeah yeah it's a it's a great place to serve you know especially it it can be a great place to serve if you are kind of more introverted in nature and you want you know a way to serve that is less interaction forward it yeah. it's you know a super needed thing in our church that allows you to serve in that way you know it, even if you don't have giftings that you know you might not want to like teach a class or lead an abf or something like sure. that mm -hmm. So on the more specified skill set, mm -hmm. as far as running sound, yeah. for example, mm -hmm. someone says, hey, I, I have experience running sound or mm -hmm. I have experience in training. Yeah. We would use them sure. right, as well. Absolutely. I mean, we would welcome that and say, hey, mm -hmm. bring your experience and bring your training. Mm -hmm. What about the person with sound that doesn't have that? Can they be trained to like, learn that? And are you doing that right now? Yeah, it is. You know, it's a little bit of a longer process just okay. because there is a lot that goes into it. But yeah, I, you know, I've got someone who in a couple weeks, it'll be their first time running sound. We've done, you know, a lot of training together and it's finally time to, you know, let them do it on their own. Great. So yeah, it, it, it's something we're mm -hmm. doing on an ongoing basis and You know, it's always exciting to see somebody go from, you know, zero to a hundred as far as, you know, their ability to mix. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's great. And and now that, you know, and another thing that we're trying to kind of up our game when it comes to social media presence mm -hmm. too, do, is there a need to, for like people on a, on a regular, on a, on a given Sunday, just walking around taking pictures 
uh, or even maybe getting some footage of a video recording? Like, is that an area of need that you will say we that will fall under your uh, area of production, or would that be something that like will fall with Miles specifically? Yeah, so this that would be something that Miles, you know, kind of heads up that mm -hmm. area. But um, so this is something that we are still in a little bit of the earlier stages of having an organized presence as far as a photo team and social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is you know it's somewhere we're really excited about growing as a church and yeah. allowing people that avenue of you know being involved in video and areas beyond the live stream yeah. so that's something yeah. you know if people are if that sounds interesting to people by all means you know approach me approach miles you know and that's we're still in the mm -hmm. early stages but that's something we're pushing towards that's pretty cool and, yeah. and it's would you say it's a similar scenario where like i've never taken a picture beyond my phone uh, will you still t take me in if you, you know, will you still train those individuals to how to use a camera? Yeah. I mean, you know, as long as you have the eye for it and, you know, the aptitude, yeah. you know, it's, it's really more of an aptitude thing than an experience. Okay. Thing. Oh, so pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, this has been helpful. I, yeah. I feel like kind of circling back to some of the earlier things you said, because part of the podcast, you know, point of view is how, how do we live? outside the church, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Outside of Sunday morning worship mm -hmm. and what does it look like during our week? And I think you brought some great points. And one of the things that I'm, I'm hammering back on that I already talked about mm -hmm. earlier is your statement of, hey, I, I want to use the gifts and abilities and talents God's given me to further the gospel, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. we want to see that happen inside the church. We also would encourage people to be doing that outside the church, the church, right? Absolutely. And so this is, again, one way um, within the church that we see this happening, but a great challenge, again, for anybody listening, whatever God has given you abilities and giftedness in, talents in, how does he want you to utilize that for the sake of the gospel and for the glory mm -hmm. of Christ? And and then start doing it, right? Yeah. And and God can use it in great ways. Um, Adam, as we come to a close, we ask a question. You're, you're behind the scenes yeah. so you know from day one founding episode you have the you have the beyond the you have the uh you know the earphones in, like you're you're listening put in the hours yeah, yeah. So but he we, also listens to it extra too yeah, because he, reviewed, he has to go yes. through the, so the audio we hope, and clean it we hope and everything. Adam, that you Please know how we end every every podcast what's the we, question we that we want to ask now. All around the world, the question that we're asking people is what? What does your life look like beyond the pew? Amen. Wow. Amen. And First we try. do hope that it honors the Lord Jesus. We'll Maybe see you next glorifying week. To him. Come on back. We'll see you.